When you sell an item online, what happens to that package? Today, we talk to a package tracking expert. This is the My Amazon Guy podcast, and I'm Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. All right, so I'm now joined by Rich Devine, head of partner marketing at Route. Thanks for joining me, Rich. Uh, thanks for having me, Stephen. It's uh, good to be with you. Great. So before we talk about the package journey, there's, there's, a, there's Amazon news. We'll talk about that today with the IPI score going to 500. Uh, we'll talk about the actual journey of a package. But before we get into some of those things today, um, first, go ahead and tell us what is Route? What do you guys do? Yeah. So Route, uh, Route is a company that does, does a few things. We fit within the, uh, the, the shipping category. Um, and so there, there's two things that we offer to merchants and customers. The first is we have, an, we have a consumer facing app uh, that you can download now from, from the app store. We're approaching top 50 status on the planet and it, it allows for universal visual tracking where a customer can aggregate any shipments across any merchant, Amazon included, and understand where those shipments are uh, on a map and get notifications for when they arrive, if there's a delay, and, and really be able to answer this question that shipping and logistics um, experts call WISMO, which is where is my order? Where, where uh, is WISMO? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like the name uh, of a cat. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I've, I had a gizmo, but this is, uh, this is, this is wisdom. <laughs> um, don't, don't feed it after midnight. Got yeah, it. No right. water. All right. Um, um, yeah. Cool. And then the, the, the second, uh, the second offering, which is really, you know, special for merchants is, uh, is shipping protection, premium shipping protection. And you, you really, if you think about this offering from Route's perspective, what we're doing is democratizing a standard that's already been set by Amazon. And that is, hey, if, if something happens during the space that exists between the submission of an order uh, and the moment that that order is received by a customer, Amazon's going to take care of it. If it gets lost, if it gets damaged, uh, if there's theft that occurs uh, during that journey of the package, Amazon will take care of both the merchant and the customer. And whether you know whether a merchant or a customer realizes it or not, there there there's a series of kind of insurance and, and levers behind the scene, and the merchant's you know paying for some of that, and and the customer's paying for some of that as as part of the mix that happens behind uh, their, their prime subscriptions. What, what do you mean? I, I need to deliver my item to the consumer and not have it damaged and have it all in yeah. one shape. This is a good idea. I would never have guessed. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So that's, that sounds, that sounds good. Um, and, and there's, there's this journey that the, the customer has um, that a lot of sellers, they kind of black box it. They don't think about it, right? Amazon's been solving this problem for everybody. So nobody, nobody thinks about it, especially if you got your own Shopify site up, and you're interacting with your customers and, and that order comes in. What, so I guess ultimately put, why, why should sellers care about that last leg of the journey that you're talking about? Yeah, well, there, there's, there's a few reasons. Um, yeah, that chain of, of, of shipping and, and delivery is, there, there's a lot of complexity. And ultimately the reason that, both, that merchants and sellers need to, to care about that is, 
it's certainly it's timing, but it's all about the customer experience. Um, if you just cross your fingers or, or do what I think most sellers do, and they just kind of concede ownership over that shipping experience to a third party, whether it's Amazon or another, you know, third party logistics partner. Wouldn't uh, be hard for a few of us to crap on UPS or FedEx while we're at it. <laughs> they throw your package on the, on, onto the, onto the porch and run away. There's, there's definitely a few videos online. I know you have to be politically correct, so I'll do it for you. That's why I did that. I <laughs> but, but yes, trusting them to make it right doesn't always happen. And I'll give you one more example. I, I tried to sell a hot sauce one time through Amazon's <laughs> FBA and it's a heavy, heavy bottle. In fact, I've got one right here. Uh, so for those that are following on YouTube, this giant, heavy, multiple pound package, sweet heat, great product, great reviews. I caved in, couldn't make money on it, no longer sell it. Um, and I keep it on my <laughs> desk as a reminder of my giant logistics failure. Um, but basically they started shipping my package in freaking envelopes, padded yeah. bubble envelopes. Yeah. Amazon does not care about your packaging and most carriers going to chuck it around. They don't care either. So you as a seller should care. Yeah, and that's right. And there, you know, there's this really interesting inverse relationship between, between the size of the, the third party logistics partner and the, the degree to which they care. The bigger they are, the less they care. Um, and you know, there, there are, there's a host of alternative or kind of supplemental logistics partners that take care of what's called the first mile and the last mile or the final mile. And those carriers, they're, they're in the business of offering, you know, a, a next level degree of service in terms of care of the package and really especially speed, being able to get to parity with what Amazon's, you know, has, you know, pre-pandemic been trying to do in terms of really delivering lightning fast speed um, against their logistics process. And there's other carriers available um, and, you know, we fit within that space of, hey, you typically concede control to any of these carriers and it affects your brand. Statistically, we've measured, we know that 97% of customers, if something happens during shipment, they will blame the brand. They won't blame UPS. They won't blame USPS. They won't blame the delivery partner. They won't blame Amazon. Um, they will blame the seller. And so that being the case, how do you account for and, and, and really protect your brand and your relationship with the customer? Um, and part of that is diving in, exposing and trying to dig into the black box of third party logistics partners. And then and certainly what we do, which is helping you offer uh, shipping protection in case something does happen. So, so would you think that shipping right now is going through kind of a revolution of sorts. We've seen Amazon start doing direct delivery. Uh, we've seen the post office announce potential cuts and they may have delayed shipping. So it seems, seems like the market right now could bear some changes. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, ac across the, across the chain of events, I, it, I don't think there's been a time where there's been more transformation in terms of shipping logistics. Again, the, uh, I, you know, we, we have to recognize that Amazon has been a huge catalyst, catalyst for change. Half the economy, can't, can't not blame them, yep. Um, the pandemic's been you know, uh, an, an urgent uh, 
you know, reason for change that's for, for better or worse. Um, <clears throat> but there is, there are levers to pull and there's, there's space where um, new, new categories for that, that apply logistics are being created and, and new solution providers so that your reliance on the major carriers or even your reliance on, on Amazon is not as extreme as it once was. And it's just a matter of, you know, uh, creating awareness and, and really um, taking the initiative to explore what is available in, in terms of third-party logistics players. So, so one of those changes that I think sent shockwaves through the Amazon seller community as well as most e-com. So on Monday, uh, Amazon announced they were moving their IPI score up to 500. It used to be 350 on, in January. It was 400 uh, as early as Sunday. Now it's 500 as of Monday. And what that means for those that aren't familiar with this change is Amazon is going to limit the amount of space you have in FBA. So if you have a poorer score than 500, a score less than 500, you will have a limit about the stock that you can send into FBA. And so the reason this impacts you, of course, is if your limit is smaller than your seasonal growth in Q4, and for 70% of the sellers, it probably is, you're probably guaranteed to stock out this year. And so are your competition. So things that you could do to, to manage this problem, raise your prices, find alternative ways to control your 3PLs and uh, partners that can help you logistically ship this. So, so, so Rich, as part of the changes that we've seen um, with all the disruption and, and all of these challenges, why, why do you think that sellers should spend more time and focus on controlling their shipping and controlling how the consumer interacts with it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was, it's a, it was, first of all, it was a really interesting announcement. I, I think, um, you know, it's not necessarily unsurprising, but I, I would look at this, if I'm a seller, I, I look at this as an opportunity. This is, not, this is not something that's just going to affect me. As you said, Stephen, it affects all my, my competition. So this is one of those moments of, of, of shift or, or, or pivot where, you know, if you're, if you're an aggressive seller, zig while everyone else is trying to figure out how they continue to zag. And uh, certainly that there, you know, there are three uh, PLs and, and other solution providers that are going to look at this as an opportunity to, you know, provide solutions. And so, I, I think my my sense is that most sellers spend an inordinate amount of time thinking about the first two phases of a customer journey. How do I acquire customers, get in front of them, you know, push them through my funnel? When I have their attention, how do I convert them and really focus on you know point of purchase optimization? Once an order is submitted, I wash my hands of it. And, and so, uh, you know, my, my advice is, hey, that those dynamics, as you said, are, they're, they're really being disruptive, but that creates a, a, a tremendous amount of, of opportunity. And so I, I think there, there's lots of partners that are emerging right now that uh, offer more favorable terms. Um, you know, we're, we're one of those where we're not, 
Um, we're going to help you maintain ownership of the entire customer journey without sacrificing 30% of your soul to Jeff Bezos. Um, oh, 30? It might be like uh, close to 100 for me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where this, I'm in business because of Jeff Bezos. So I guess my soul's yeah, gone. That's, that's it's true. toast. Um, okay. So, so two day shipping has been a revolutionary thing due to Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, FBA fulfilled by Amazon is the cause of that. Now there's even like one day FBA or two hour prime. Now it's like, man, our, our urgency as a, uh, as a society has increased year in and year out. Uh, and, and while I think the pandemic and, uh, our turmoil globally probably will create some hyper localization, shipping speed seems to have never been more important. There has, um, you know, there's what's called seller fulfilled prime as well, where consumers can use their own 3PL and ship directly to the consumer with a two day guarantee and still get the prime badge, but it's super expensive. So uh, I, I know you may not be an expert on seller fulfilled prime, mm -hmm. but you probably do have some insight you could share on shipping speeds. Yeah. What, what, should, what should sellers do to strategize around this? Yeah, no, I've got some, I have, I have pretty strong opinions on this. And so my, you know, my, my first response is there is only so much you can do. Um, we've got some realities that are new realities um, because of the pandemic. We've got realities based on, you know, what Amazon is going to do now at their whim and what they may do in the future. And so the, the standard that's been set in, in terms of expectations for customers on shipping speed, um, that's going to continue to be pushed, but there will always be things that will be challenging. We can't, you know, instant delivery um, is a great aspiration, but what happens when that is not possible? And so my answer is, you know, what, what can we do to maintain a good customer experience in light of the realities of shipping speed when they're not as often as we'd like them to be? And so we look at this, you know, this concept of, of engagement during the first and, and final mile after an, an order has been submitted. And we've been seeing just an, uh, an overwhelming increase through our app on engagement with an order after it's been submitted. And so since the pandemic, especially as shipping speeds have been- All uh, over the place. Affected, yeah. Uh, we've we've got order tracking behavior is up by 250%, meaning that customers are That's a checking. big increase. Yeah, it's, 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 and we've never seen a hockey stick movement like that up and up until this point. And so for us, that was alarming, not from a negative perspective, but it's, it was, it was eye opening in, in terms of, oh my gosh, this is, this is a measure of intent and engagement from a customer they're excited about their shipment or they're just worried they're not going to get their toilet paper. Well, right? they're, yeah, they're worried, <laughs> but it's a, it's a moment of opportunity to connect the brand and enter into a dialogue or a conversation as they wait. Um, and and so, most so it's, it's an engagement. Just, yeah. An engagement yeah they just wait. They're just, they don't, you know, they, they, they don't want to touch the customer once they've got their money in the pot in their pockets. Um, but why not? And if you can take opportunities to, you know, I would look at, you know, your marketing automation streams and, you know, if, if there are triggers or shipping speeds have been affected, 
create cre you know create some communication streams that uh, that keep them excited, keep them engaged, connect them to customer service. You, you know, there, there's a there's a host of you know kind of innovative things that can be done, but just doing nothing um, exacerbates the issue. I, and I think, I think my default marketing philosophy is a really weird one. I don't think you hear this anywhere else, but my default marketing philosophy is something is better than nothing. And so you, you triggered my thought when you said most people do nothing. And that's why my default marketing philosophy is go do something, right? Yeah. So at bare minimum, uh, if you don't have an email series in place, I like to use feedback whiz for any time an order comes in, you trigger it like, Hey, here's your next steps. Here's, here's some, uh, information about, uh, best, best way to use our product. Yeah. Um, you got tools like route where we're talking to rich today, uh, where you can engage with the user, especially as the item is in route where the highest intent and anticipation power exists. And if you take that advantage, um, that's an extra several touch points. It's not just one touch point, right, rich? That's right. So, so walk me through these touch points a little bit. So walk me through every single touch point that you might be able to use via route. Yeah, well, the, uh, the, the first touch point to really think about is the point of purchase touch point. So we, we're involved at the point of purchase, and then we really become a solution um, post-purchase. But at, at the point of purchase, there's, there's two types of deployment for Rao. And, and I want to make sure that your sellers understand that as a service to merchants and sellers, Route is free. Um, which is, you know, one of the reasons we've been able to grow so fast, but you simply deploy um, a, 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 basically a widget at your checkout in your checkout environment, whether it's Shopify, WooCommerce, or whatever your e-commerce platform is. And the customer has the opportunity to opt in to shipping protection for a small, uh, for a small fee, anywhere between 98 cents and one to one and a half percent of the value of the shipment. So for, for certain types of goods or, or orders, um, this becomes really important as an initial touch point because an ex, it's an expression of trust and care from the brand to the customer. We're giving you a solution. We know that this is something that you care about. You've invested in us now that you've made a purchase. Let us help, you know, we, we want to invest in you and make sure that the delivery happens the way it should be. And if anything goes wrong, um, you're, you're protected. And so that's the first touch point is, is point of purchase. And then, you know, there's a series of things that, that there's a, a, a series of logistic touch points that it, it's certainly hard to control, but it's, and that's, you know, uh, packaging, that's the, the pickup of the order, that's the transportation, that's sending it to a, a final mile or, or last mile delivery partner. And there's a bunch of things that can go on there in terms of damage, loss, even theft. Um, those are, I mean, let's be honest, those are hard to control, but they're not hard to defend against and deliver a, a really good proactive customer experience when something does happen. And the, the final touch point, Stephen, is, okay, well, what happens if, you know, if something does happen, whether it's loss, theft, or, or damage. And most of these carriers, they have insurance levers to pull, but they're incented to 
make that a, a challenge and, and make it somewhat cumbersome because they don't want to cover the cost of it. We take an opposite approach where we are, uh, we focus on the customer and we want to deliver a degree of generosity. And so if something happens, it, you know, we believe that frictionless touch points are really necessary. We offer a one-click claims process where the customer can just simply click and submit a claim and we will cover it. We will reorder the product on behalf of the customer from the merchant. So the merchant gets credit for two orders um, or we will refund it and we will cover the cost of the refund and the, and the merchant doesn't have to worry about that. So that chain of events between po post-purchase, um, being able to track things through, through an app or through an, an, uh, an email um, kind of tracking solution, and then the claims process. Those are all touch points that I think most sellers aren't aware of that, that are things that they control, but allow them to take back ownership of the post-purchase experience and, and really deliver um, you know, a, a careful and, and deliberate uh, treatment to the customer that doesn't, you know, doesn't end once they've made a purchase. So I think you've made a compelling point that the way we care about our customer needs to expand. It's, it's not just when they open that package and what they see inside of it. It's not just what's on the website when they order. It, there's, there's an in-between aspect and multiple touch points are available to accommodate that. So I think that's pretty compelling, Rich. All right. So last, last question for you today. As you think about the current revolution as it's expediting and changing and engagements and interests are up. What do you think the future of, of shipping logistics tracking is? What do you think is going to happen next? Yeah, I, so I think a lot of, a lot of this disruption is happening and you know, they're, they're smaller, but really growing players. And it's all, it's all about the democratization of Amazon like services. And I, I think there's a, there's a huge, um, there's a cascade of opportunity that that uh, that kind of pertains to that concept of democratization. So one of them is certainly shipping protection, um, which which we're solving. Which you, you don't have to rely on on Amazon. We can offer shipping protection across any platform. Um, we can offer that for any seller and for virtually any any product or good. Um, another is things like returns. There's a lot of really interesting players right now that are um, offering uh, return solutions where you can, rather than having to go through the, the wrapping and shipment of returning your, your good, you can just take it to a location and let them deal with it, just like Amazon's done. But there's players that are solving that. And I think there's a, there's a whole host of things that and solutions that Amazon has capitalized on as, as they've seen some blue sky opportunity, um, but uh, they're available to sellers. They just, it's just a matter of focusing and, and kind of closing the gap on your awareness of what happens within that post-purchase experience. And again, my, my experience is that most sellers only spend time on acquisition and point, point of purchase. I'm a marketer. I'm guilty, guilty right yeah. here. Acquisition only. Uh, however, I do think it's important that all companies get three things in place. They need a uh, marketing or acquisition. They also need 
operations or retention, exactly kind of what the topic of our, our podcast was today. And then finally, finance. So Rich, I think, I think uh, you've made some compelling cases on why that part of the operations is widely ignored, why it needs some more attention. So I appreciate you coming on the My Amazon Guy podcast today. Yeah, I love your content, Stephen. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to have a good chat and, uh, and all my best to you. Appreciate it. Well, if you're joining us from the, the route audience, my name is Stephen Pope, founder of My Amazon Guy. Uh, we are a one-stop shop, all things Amazon, everything from search engine optimization to advertising management, catalog control, and everything in between for your seller central needs on Amazon. That is the My Amazon Guy podcast today. We hope you like and subscribe and tell two other people about us so we can spread the love, spread the value and the knowledge that we're offering here for free on the My Amazon Guy podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next time.